Hello, gorgeous girlies. How are you today? Hey, bitch. Hi. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. How are you calling bitch, bitch? That's for our listeners to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. What's up? Guys. Oh, canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we are five seconds in and I'm already canceled. Okay. Um, I have a question. So what is your favorite fast food restaurant? Fawn. Um, Taco Bell or Cookout. And why? Taco Bell added the grilled cheese burrito to their permanent menu. Ooh. Okay. Mine's Subway. I know it's like not a drive-thru, but I... Healthy queen. I know. I just want to eat fresh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I didn't know dentures come in Dorito flavor. Flapjack! I'm just here to be a headache. Fawn. Your country breakfast is ready. Sam, <gasps> star. Sam, welcome! Thank welcome. you! How are you, ladies? I'm walking on sunshine and heels, as always. Love. I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, why don't you start by telling us your pronouns and uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your drag. Okay, so out of drag, he, him, in drag, she, hers, but call me what you want as long as you call me. Can do. And if the money's right call me and you can really call me whatever you want um yeah what was the other question is that it oh your drag just a little bit <gasps> oh, about your drag we'll interview you later drag. oh you don't no wow i'm does, just a little lady does that mean there's a spot open at owls hey casting call we should have auditions <laughs> <laughs> no i do drag here in birmingham i am on the cast at owls on seventh member of the dream cast also do a lot of brunches. I'm involved in pageants. I am the current Miss Glamorous newcomer. Yes. And the reigning Palmetto State Regional Entertainer of the Year. Ooh. Represented South Carolina. Okay. I didn't think I realized that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to Nationals in July, so hit up my Venmo, please. Yeah, it's so expensive. Nationals it, is going to be half Alabama Queens this year. Literally, I'm so excited. I, know, I feel Girl. like everyone in Alabama is doing a national pageant right now. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm very, very happy about it. I want more people to do Comedy Queen, though. It's yes. going to Who's the funny girls? Who do we want to go? I mean, you Me. need to go back. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anybody you. funny. Nobody. I mean, Fawn's just funny looking. Fawny looking. <gasps> I thought that was you. Well, I do, you, you know me. Why, this is the, <laughs> the why are we are roasting Flapjack today? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how has everyone's week been? It's been um, very interesting with the drag bills and everything, for oh sure. God, yes. At least everything has been, like, postponed for now. Yeah. That's true. That's good news. Um, everything's been good for me. Like I said, I'm just prepping for National Entertainer of the Year. And my give up is a month away today. Oh so my I have God. to get like, you know, the final gown together. That's exciting. Pick out the sad song you're going to do and like cry <laughs> when you give up the crown. Are so. you able to give us like a, a little exclusive or a taste? You know what you're doing? Or is it like, are you throwing it together? I, I know what I'm doing. I'll just say this. Just a little taste. Yeah. Give us a little teaser. It's going to be very star-like. Oh. oh. Like branding. Yeah. branding. Yes. It is all about branding. Yeah. This is your first give up? Yes. That's exciting. I know. Glamorous That's Newcomer exciting. was my first pageant. I did it two years, won my second year. 
Hallelujah. I, we're like jumping straight into the interview, but I'm so interested. Oh, because, I'm sorry. No, no, that's great. Like, um, did, so, so that was your first pageant like ever? Yes. My first pageant Whoa. ever. Yeah. I had done like, um, competitions here locally. Like I won clash of drags yeah. at OP back in the day. Um, <laughs> lovingly referred to as redacted bar, yeah. <laughs> but now they're closed. So I mean, yeah, but I mean, I still have the crown and I still wear it. For like, <laughs> I mean, I've still got the crown from exactly. when I won the bar title. So a fairy princess look, I got the crown. Um, I love it. So yeah, that was my official first pageant and I went, it's hosted in Orlando and I went and I was so nervous cause I felt like no one was going to care who was this girl from Birmingham, but it was amazing. They were just there in Florida for how diverse and big the community is they really support all types of drag in florida like they just go up for drag yeah so i was very excited and happy with how i was received made it the top three my first year came back the second year and won gag the girls Ah! Yes! Oh my god, that's that's amazing. It's so true though. Like, uh, there's so many types of drag in Orlando, especially, but like all over Florida. I mean, well, I think pretty much every national ta- like pageant happens there. I mean, I know Comedy Queen does. Didn't Bearded Empress happen in Florida? I think Bearded Empress did. Happen yeah, they there. have like uh, Showgirl is yes, in Florida. Showgirl. Mariah did that one. Yeah, there's just all sorts of different things, and of course, they have prelims to like every big national pageant. So Florida just loves drag, and they love pageantry drag because you know we bring out mm-hmm. we bring out the big costumes and dances and all that when it comes to a pageant for a show. We're gonna pull out the four way stretch <laughs> dress, baby. You know what I mean? I sure do. <laughs> yeah, but I also love going down there because I feel like they tip so well. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They love drag. Yes, every time I go, I get a nice little Disney fund, and uh-huh. then it's all gone, and I get more credit card debt um, by the end of the trip because <laughs> I think I'm richer than I am. Basically, uh, if you're in Alabama and you watch drag. Take a trip down to Florida, see how they treat their drag artists, and start treating us that way. Period. Yeah, give us some money. And I don't want it to like you know seem like I'm not grateful because we really are lucky because I've traveled to places where you're like, oh, oh yeah, y'all do drag here all the time, girl. Like, <laughs> what is that about? So we're very lucky, but specifically about Florida, that's why I was happy about going to compete down there. Yeah, because they were just like, if you're fierce, come on, girl, bring it. Yes, and it was brought. I'm Darling. so excited to hear about that and about your thoughts for this upcoming Miss Glimmerous pageant. Oh, yes. But I also didn't want to miss the chance to talk a little bit to Fawn. Um, Fawn, you are a very controversial individual this week. <gasps> out here straddling ducks. Straddling tight skin deer ducks. suits. Yeah. How dare you? I mean, <laughs> wearing the deer antlers in front of children. I mean, that is just disgusting. Satanic worship. Yeah. Truly. Who would want to top Coco? <laughs> you know, that's not the button I meant to hit. But why not? We'll go it with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, our family-friendly drag show that last week when we got up super early so we could record before we got there. Thank God we survived. No one um, showed up and was violent. But it was a very fun show. And the like, I, it, was, it really just warmed my heart to be able to be in that environment, especially yeah. with the bills going on. It was great. It was great. There was and, definitely one old white man in and a blue and I shirt. told all of you in I, the dressing no, room I, was I said that too. what happened I need the tea there was an old white man in the like back left back, corner yeah the back left okay. and he was just videoing the whole time <gasps> and he was holding his phone all like he was himself. trying to be inconspicuous too and like he thought he was giving Inspector Gadget mm-hmm. in yeah. the back left corner, and, and you could tell he ironed his khakis just for the occasion. The Girl. videos that are in the article are clearly from that from angle, him. 
So it's clearly him. But like he was also getting his life at some he point. He did. He ironed his khakis because he wanted to take one of the girls home. Uh-huh. But he had to do his job and get the little video. <laughs> And that's exactly I mean, right. yeah. He, I think, told was it Victoria afterwards. Oh, he, he went had a out really of his way. Time? Yeah, he went out of his way to like go and compliment the girls. Um, <gasps> that is giving such like undercover boss, right? And like scary. The, the thing to me is like they want to say that we're out here like grooming children or something when he's out here literally recording children at these shows without right. the consent of the families and then publishing an article about it. Literally. Right. So, yeah, that was annoying, but. I did have a semi-viral moment from the family-friendly drag show that I was really, really excited about. We love going viral. Am I, right. <laughs> but I'm on prep now, so I don't have to worry about it as often. <laughs> Good for you. But yeah, my Alexander Shannara, or Flap Alexander Jack Nara, uh, billboard. Did y'all see it? That number? <gasps> yes, and then he shared it. He, yes, Alexander Shannara shared iconic. it. iconic. I thought you meant the man in the back. I was like, no, he did not. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I, yeah. Because the thing, the thing about that show was like it, there were there was that video that was like look at this awesome thing that people are like really loving and even Alexander Shannara, right. like famous Republican, like shared. Mm-hmm. Wait, he's a Republican? Yeah, I didn't know that. I th- everyone How sad. was kind of shook that he shared it. Honestly, um, I mean, he but used that... to follow the all the queens on instagram oh wait he, really yeah but he would like also one follow him he has this habit on instagram if he follows you <gasps> he'll end up uh, he waits for you to follow him and then oh he he's one you. of those oh we yep. hate those yeah. but i think that just goes to show like the power of drag if it's funny Amen. and happy campy drag anybody can enjoy it. you don't have to be gay exactly like it's literally for anyone to come to these shows so the only thing that i wanted to say though i did get a little bit of a tip that was a warning about 1819 news from someone in the community who i really trust so i appreciate everyone who has gone and like fought back in the comments about that that wrote that uh, article about us um but just know that these are the same people who like doxed a drag queen that lives in Huntsville and she like received death threats as a result. Oh no. So engage at your own risk. Um, I do appreciate everyone who did speak up and speak out though. Um, it definitely made me feel like we were not alone in that situation. So props to y'all for that. Props to your mama. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. It's just crazy times, but you know, we have to fight the fight, especially us drag queens. We really have to, lead the way and say look we're not going anywhere we are the marines of the queer community yes bring (laughs) us your money please well have y'all had any other notable events happen this week in your personal lives or professional lives i don't know everything has just been such a blur that i can't remember Mm. i've just been working you've been busy 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 yeah because tomorrow for I mean tomorrow is that day like at the time of recording tomorrow is the day that we had like three shows between the two of us like we're doing drag literally all day so that's why we're recording a day early um but before we get into our plugs I did want to say Sam congrats on the Queens of Birmingham documentary (gasps) thank you oh my god I'm so excited about it can you tell our listeners a little bit about it how they can catch it events that are coming up for it Yes, so it is a cute little documentary that they contacted Alzon 7, the bar that I work at, and they wanted to highlight us and talk about our lives as drag queens, specifically in an area that is known to be more conservative. Mm -hmm. But I think we're very lucky to be in Birmingham because I think we are like a blue area, Yeah, even though we're in a red state. Or at least purple. Right. (laughs) We like purple. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So it's a documentary that's going to feature the Dreamcast of Alzon 7th, and you can catch it on the very local app. It's going to stream there. Um, the streaming starts June 7th, so you can check it out. We're also going to throw a viewing party, premiere party at Alzon 7th. So if you're not following us at Alzon 7th, or you can follow my personal Instagram at SamStarQueen. Please follow me. I'm desperate for attention. Why not follow both? <laughs> Yeah, Pork and good toast. idea, Fawn. See, listen to Fawn. Follow both, and you can get all the details on the premiere party, all the details on viewing. You can get a link to the very local app. So it's very exciting. I'm very happy to been a part of it, yeah. and it's very exciting that people are going to get a glimpse into our lives. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that is really cool, and I think it's different from a lot of other drag. Uh, media that's out there because it's not in a competition setting. Yes. And I think that is a nice thing to highlight. Um, and also I, I have my fingers crossed that my daughter will be in it. She at Green yeah, she was at the open stage oh, yes. or, uh, Drag Assassins and she won the night when they were filming. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh please come on Green. I want you to have a little cameo I love moment. That. Yes. That'd be fierce. <laughs> I, that was what I was excited about with the whole idea of the documentary too. It wasn't going to be about drama and shadiness. It was literally just going to sort of depict us in our lives and how Al's works and the environment that is Birmingham. And I'm excited about it because, yes, they featured the queens that are coming up that came to the open stage shows. They supported all of us, everybody in the cast, you know, no matter when you worked. They highlighted the owners and different staff members. So it's really going to show how important Al's is and because it's been around for years and years and years. And we're really excited and honored that we have like a new awakening and all these new things are happening, new renovations. So I'm very excited and honored. And I think the documentary is going to be really cute and yes. not shady, which is refreshing. <laughs> and it's also yeah. a really good time with all the exactly. bills and bands yes. that are going on. And that you can see that we're just normal people right. like that are just trying to live our lives. And it's not, we don't have any hidden agenda. We're literally just trying to have fun and live our yeah. lives and express ourselves and we don't want anything to do with your kids. Trust me. Oh, yeah. They're, I don't even babysit because I can't deal with the stress. I have a nephew and like, I love him, but I also am looking forward to him being like a teenager or something. And I'll be like, let's talk about college. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Are you ready? I'm exactly. just ready for them to stop screaming because I've got two nieces of my own and it's like, How they're old? sweet. Like, about to turn five and the other one's nine. Oh, they're definitely screaming. Five mm. and nine and the nine-year-old is honestly the worst. When like a kid <laughs> like pitches a fit, as they say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't. Or like when you're in a restaurant and a kid starts crying and a baby starts screaming. I'll give you five minutes <laughs> to get the baby to be quiet. But then you need to do something. Like get up, take the baby outside, do something. Yeah. I can't. Were either of y'all fit pitchers as kids? What is that? Like where you were one that would pitch a fit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say I was really shy. Like, Yeah, I was definitely the shy yeah. kid. Oh, I was very loud. I was such a screamer. I, I was, love that. Yeah, <laughs> it, I was afraid of getting my ass tore up. So. Same. Mm. Well, and also I was just, my thing was I was definitely a little gay kid because the biggest deal to me was getting in trouble, like not mm. even getting spanked or whatever, but just the embarrassment of getting in trouble. Oh, that too. That would get me like enough. So I would never do things like that. But then when I got into theater and like cheerleading and I sort of learned what being bitchy and shady was, you know, I brought it home a little bit. Oh, the claws came out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but I mean, not too much. 
Well, I'm excited to get to learn a bit more about you. I mean, you know, yes. we are distantly related. And so I, know. I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, let's talk a little bit about some plugs and shows that Fawn and I have coming up. Um, so first, I do want to make sure that I promote on Saturday, June 3rd, we have the Big Gay Bus Tour with the Invisible Histories Project. I just got my practice dates for the tour, and I'm so excited. I'm going to try to make like a comedy routine for all the history we're highlighting in Birmingham. I think it's going to be really fun. Obscenity is also doing uh, some of those routes, too. So make sure you get your ticket at the link in the description of this episode. And then the next day, you can come on down to Auburn, and Flap and I will be hosting Pride on the Plains on June 4th. Yes! In Auburn, yeah. And, oh, you did. My bad. <laughs> and then, also, uh, Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. Uh, there are, I mean, I'm hoping that by the time this comes out, I can announce it. If not, sorry, Jesse. Camp Wanakiki season five viewing parties are happening. We are starting, the episode premieres on Tuesday, June 6th. So we are going to have every single episode viewing party on Thursdays, except for our finale and premiere party. So on Tuesday, June 6th, and on Tuesday, August 10th, you can catch us at the Quest Club. But all the Thursdays in between, we will be doing those Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. And the lineup, my co-hosts, I have been, oh, honey, I have never had a budget like this before. I am so excited. I have secured a few um, stars from the season that Ooh. I am really, really excited to have uh, co-hosting the episodes with me. And then on the second Wednesday of every month, you can catch flapping and fawning bingo at Highwire Brewery at 730. Who knows? We might have a few guests lined up for that as well. Ooh, we're going to have such an oh, 69. Wait, what's a 69 with three people? I don't know. That sounds like a triangle. I'm yeah. a Christian. I'm God-fearing. I didn't pass my ACT. <laughs> also, on Saturday, July 8th, we will be having our next family-friendly drag show at Birmingham Festival Theater. And we are excited to say that in honor of the play that is happening at Birmingham Festival Theater, all of our guest spots are going to be uh, taken by trans individuals. So um, we're excited to have a special trans showcase, trans and non-binary, since Fawn and I are there too, uh, on July 8th at um, Birmingham Festival Theater. Those tickets will be available soon at bftonline.org. And if you would like to get some flapping and fawning merch, you can get the some beautiful mugs like Flap is drinking out of while we're recording this podcast or get a shirt <laughs> or a sticker at the link in the description of this episode. Also, don't forget to share with a friend and to leave a five-star review either on our Facebook page or on Apple Podcasts where you can hear your words from our mouth holes to your ear holes. These plugs keep getting longer and longer. They do. Do we you have anything holes. to plug? Like I said, you can follow me at Samstar Queen on all platforms and find out where I'm going to be, honey. Come see me. Hi, horse and deer and stars. <laughs> we are back with Sam Star right here in my in my jungle room. And it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love the tigers. They're actually very nice. The, yeah. I thought they would have, bite me, but they're very nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. As a drag entertainer, it is a requirement that you have at not one, but two tigers. Exactly. And I love the rhinestone collars. They're very cute. Yeah. Yeah. We worked very hard on those. <laughs> Sam, I want to know a little bit about you because we're related. Like we're kind of like cousins or something. Yes, we are. I don't know. Like, like your mom is my grandmother, but she won't talk to me. And then, <laughs> and, <laughs> but really, I want to know, how did you get your start with drag? Oh my gosh. I would say when I was literally like in kindergarten, I would have pageants with my sister and her friends and we would all like compete in the pageants and you know, I'd have my little 
I guess it, it wasn't even like a wig, but you know how the girls would used to have the really bad synthetic headbands? Yes. Oh, yeah. Had, like, just, <laughs> the one, just the one little braid the on one it. one track of hair. Yes. Well, it would come with a braid, but I took it down because I wanted to give beach, <laughs> a fantasy. you know, float, swimsuit hair. <laughs> um, so, you know, we would do that and I would dress up in the little Disney dress up, Libby Lou dresses, all those things. Um, but then growing up, you know, I sort of hid things because i would get taunted at school a lot mm. and um but then cut to high school i was really involved in theater and i found out that that was what i wanted to do like that was my original dream yeah. was to go on do broadway all those very gay things um <laughs> so one year we did the little mermaid Ooh. yes and i ended up getting cast as ursula oh the sea bitch. really yes in high school which looking back is kind of crazy because i'm from leeds alabama which is yeah. a small conservative country town there's farmland you know all the things um flaps from moody they can relate literally uh-huh. down the street mm-hmm. which is battle crazy. of the bridge we can talk about that too but later. it's really an underpass <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um so I got cast as Ursula. So I had always been kind of a fan of drag from afar. I remember watching like Misty Eyes and all the oh, girls on Misty YouTube. Eyes. Yeah, like Sarah Andrews hair video. Yes. So you know the you know the OT like references. Yes, but I was too young at that time to do drag. I was okay. probably like 12, 13-ish, where I was a fan of it but didn't do it. And again, I was trying to Suppressed all that stuff because at school I didn't mm. want all of that drama. So then in high school, when that happened, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm about <laughs> to bring out all the skills and all the knowledge that I had learned. So you'll gag by this. I made my own hip pads for what? Ursula, but I didn't know what I was doing and I couldn't really find a tutorial at that time. Yeah, again, I mean, this was kind like of like a while back. Um, it was the Wild West back then. Yes, you, you fake it till you make it. So I used bubble wrap. Oh, I took like bubble wrap and my thinnest layer was just one layer and then it got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter all the way up to my butt. Huh, so okay. I made, girl, I don't know where I got I thought that from. It was a disaster because through the run of the show, my ass kept getting smaller, get smaller, and yeah. smaller and smaller <laughs> and I would move the wrong way and it's like, <laughs> um, but anyways, I would never have even thought of that. That is an it, interesting I don't even thought know where though. Could, like, cause I don't you can know. shape it like depending on how you want, like for at least one night. Right, yeah. exactly. And I mean, I think I just had it laying around and I was like, oh, this would make some padding. Anyways, loved it. I have the pictures from that. I need to show y'all at some point because it's kind of funny. Please. I think that would be fun um, content. But yeah, I styled my own wig, did my own makeup and went out and did the show as Ursula in front of my whole high school in high horror drag. Yeah. Like shaking it and walking around belting poor unfortunate souls and after that i was hooked i got Mm. bit by the bug i was like oh my god the power i had it was like all of the things that i knew were inside of me i wasn't scared to like just let them come out because it wasn't me like a rosebud yeah if that makes sense it was so it was so performative (laughs) and i always knew i wanted to do performance and then how did your like high school peers like respond to that they lived. Okay, where? I mean, some lived and some didn't, but, you know, we block out the haters. Yeah, we don't have exactly. They shop at Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. But, I mean, surprisingly, so going to high school, when I got to high school, I finally, when people would ask, you know, are you gay? I would say, yes. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, and I sort of 
put up this front that I didn't care what you said about me, anything. I'm just going to be who I am. And it ended up paying off because I ended up being voted homecoming king my senior year. Aw, I love that. Yeah, and it was so crazy because there was still a lot of country conservative people, and they actually made a campaign my senior year that it was to vote me for homecoming queen. Which I pulled the ultimate Uno reverse card on there. Yeah. Because now I would be homecoming queen. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, wait, I won. So wait, was that like a bullying thing or was it like a no. in support of thing? No, it was like a bullying oh, thing. Oh, fuck that. Like they were like, oh, why would he be homecoming king? He should be homecoming queen. But darling, I am the queen. <laughs> I want mixed homecoming. That's what I Literally. want. Literally. That's right. the next step. Where is that moody high school? That's right. what I want to know. But so in high school, I sort of came into fruition and knew that I wanted to do something drag related but didn't fully jump into it because i was still too scared so then i went to college university of alabama real tide real country oh, that's a sensitive subject around here oh why i i'm a uab um diehard oh, period. no go blazers it, exactly Blaze we lot. love blazers uh yeah but you my know, sister went there i think I, I, well no, i'm not to make this about me but i feel like there's that like little thing of like oh why is that person why does everyone think they're better than us you know like and that's that's kind of oh, been no, a thing for you and i'm like oh yeah that's a very uob <laughs> thing Anyways. i don't think i'm better at all. i just have to say real tide because i went there and took the scholarships you know yeah no i i understand i understand yeah i don't watch well i do watch i'll just football. hate you forever yeah that's fine get in line <laughs> <laughs> um so went to school for musical theater was there for no time at all and i said baby this is not the dream this is not what i wanted i had friends who had graduated went on to live the dream in new york doing theater mm. and it just wasn't dreaming like i thought it should be dreaming yeah. And, you know, I was doing professional theater at the time as well, but it was always this battle of... Because you've worked with Red Mountain a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia Sanford Theater. Um, I always grew up doing that, and it was always a battle of, you need to give us more masculinity because you're oh. playing the male role. And I would always be a dancer in the ensemble or play, like, you know, a character role because obviously they're not going to cast a queenie as the lead role. <laughs> I appreciate you um, voicing that limp, rick, limp wrist oh, effect yeah. that you I gave. I did the limp wrist, by the way, girls. Um, so it was always that, but you still have to, you know, be a boy and lift mm. the girls up and not sashay too hard and don't do too many pirouettes because that's too feminine. So it was always this thing where I was like, you know, I feel like I'm more talented than what they're allowing me to do. Yeah. I want to swish, 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 bitch. bitch. <laughs> I love it. Um, we are Taylor. Yes. So then I did a production of Beauty and the Beast, and Sharon Cox, Queen in Birmingham, was in it. She was Lumiere, correct? Yeah, she played Lumiere, the candlestick. Oh, was that was it, a really good production. I always Girl, she was flaming. It was sickening. And yes, I was the very gay carpet and the very <laughs> gay gargoyle and all the things. Um, anyways, but did the carpet match the drapes? Always. It better manic panic pink <laughs> and pink man um, <laughs> so she was like you know if you wanted to do drag girl just do it so she gave me some connections of where to go and how to get started started doing open stages and eventually kept doing open stages when they got sick of me girl they were like you can't come no more <laughs> you just can't do it no more so i was like okay what do you want me to do well i didn't say that they really came forward and offered me a temporary um position on the cast at al's and nice. of course i accepted because Duh. i love attention um <laughs> so then when the opportunity came up the opening was there and they offered it to me then and ever since then 
I've been working um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Owls on 7th. Thursday, we do karaoke. Friday and Saturday, drag shows. Sunday, karaoke. And I've recently, like we talked about earlier, dipped my feet into pageantry. Yes. Which is a very Taylor thing for us to do. Absolutely. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Um, because, again, I do love everything about drag right now and how amazing and visible it is. But I think at the end of the day, it's really going to come back down to the roots of pageantry, which is mm -hmm. drag. And that's how you get your name out there because, you know, everything's trendy for a little bit. Yeah. And then it goes out of trend. But drag has always been here and will always be here. But it's it's for us. That's so and true. Like these institutions, like pageants, that have uh, that have proven that they can have that longevity. Yes. I mean, like it's nice to have these TV shows that we have now that are like s showing all these different types of drag, and I love mm -hmm. the creativity that's come from it. But eventually, that's not going to be here. There's yeah, that platform's sadly, not going to be there. And, I mean, and that's, sadly, yeah, it, that's sad. And but. I think there will be like a reboot. You know, when mm -hmm. we're the when we're the crusty oh, old yeah. with our walkers coming out to do. Mm -hmm. Our Sam little, Stars Drag Race. Yeah, our little one-two steps. Then Can't it'll probably come up. back around. Um, but, you know, I think I've always been a fan, too, like watching drag, like Misty yeah. Eyes and the Sarah Andrews. They were all big pageant girls, and that was just the thing you did at the time. And it was so fabulous and amazing to me. I'm like, girl, her hair is two feet off her head. How <laughs> does that even happen? And I was like, look at their bodies. And you think, you know, watching it as a little 12-year-old gay boy, I'm like, their bodies are so sickening and I look like a toothpick right. and then you find out oh it's a couch cushion mm -hmm. right and Literally. you're like oh my god I have a couch <laughs> let me get the turkey carver right yeah and then also like I don't know about you but I also watch some of the like EOY videos <gasps> All like of the it. obviously the Nina West was like yes. my introduction to drag pageantry uh -huh. And then, like, I remember watching, too, which is so crazy and full circle for me, watching videos of Trinity. Yeah. And mm. then, you know, always being a fan. And then she got on Drag Race. I didn't know who she was. I was like, who's this girl? And they were like, girl, she's from Birmingham. And yeah. And I'm like, what? Anyways, cut to now being her daughter. It's, like, just a crazy, like, the universe is so crazy. I'm telling y'all. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe it sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, I just remember watching all those videos and I was like, I want to do that and I want to be a part of that. And here I am. I'm doing the pageants, girls. And I mean, like also with Trinity being your mother, she's somebody that really knows how to dip her toes into many styles of yes. drag. Yes. And I feel like that's also a trait that you have. You know how Thank to do you. more than just like high whore glamour. You know how to throw a little bit of edge into it. Thank you yeah and that's something that i think is so fun about drag is that you can do whatever you want literally at any time right there's no rules i mean of course you do kind of want to stick in your wheelhouse because people if you have fans they expect something yeah and if you don't give them that they're a little what but i think you can literally just be whatever you want like I always you love seeing you dude ashney go <gasps> my queen Thank oh. you. I love Ash Nico. I didn't know you're a big Ash Nico fan. Yes, girly. I am not, but Bomb Bomb, my husband, wife, depending on the day, she is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, she's yeah, always I like, love... you should do this Ash Nico song. And I'm like, does it have a, a spoken word piece? Is right. there a comic? Can I wear my giant tits? I don't know. Right. I'm like not an alternative girl, but secretly I'm jealous and want to be. <laughs> so sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll pull out like, you know, the leather and the spikes and a big faux hawk. And I'm like, oh, y'all can't take it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get your name? My mother gave it to me when I was born, and oh. I loved it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, okay, well, Sam is like your 
out of drag name. Yes, and I'd always been a fan of, you know, the RuPaul's, the Chad Michaels, the Derek Berries, the people that were artists and they did drag, if that makes sense. And it yeah. was it seemed so much easier to me because I did have drag names different drag names when i first started i remember one of them yes girl wait which one do you remember wait, viper venom yes Ooh, not see, the I, dead name on the pod no see i told you i'm secretly i wanted to be an alternative girl <laughs> so bad so i was like i'm gonna be viper venom which i still think is a sickening name if oh, someone wants to it steal is. it girl take it um actually don't do that because then i'm gonna call you out anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> just give credit right yeah exactly tag me honestly um, i'd be so down we should just do a lube wrestling moment between you and whoever the little miss viper venom is i'm gonna take her down yeah and we can have it as a podcast exclusive video episode i got some built-up aggression <laughs> i i believe it uh, with those bushy brows mm-hmm. <laughs> right exactly i'm trying to give like butch but then when i open my mouth it's done yeah it's uh, over <laughs> You certainly tried though. Yeah. Wait, uh, what were we talking about? Well, I asked about how you got your drag name. So where did the oh, star come from? Yes, 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 yes. So star was just, it was like a symbol, I guess. Like I was always kind of in high school, the Rachel Berry, the like annoying, uh, oh my God, I want to be a star. I want to be on Broadway. Like <laughs> I want my name in light sort of thing. And so when I started drag, I was like, well, I guess that can sort of be my thing. Like a girl who is like delusionally confident. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. Yeah, exactly exactly mm-hmm. all those sort of things and i've always been obsessed with stars like in every aspect that you can think of a star like the motif of a star the stars in the sky hollywood stars those porn little stars. stars that you put up in your room as a kid the that's so the weird that you ones. said that because yes i had those on my ceiling oh. and i remember looking up and i just always loved the stars <laughs> i'm serious that's so crazy that you said that um so it was just always a thing and then um I like alliteration a lot. Yeah. Like, ta-ta-za-za. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think there's too many people out here making these complicated-ass drag names. Girl, and you're like, yes. I don't even know how to remember what this name is, but girl, exactly. you got the crown. Congratulations. I agree. Um, speaking of, like, competitions, I guess, uh, I want to hear about Love for the Arts. Girl, yes, throwback. Yeah, so, well, because that was honestly my first introduction to you. Oh my God, I'm I, so sorry. That was when I was, like, starting to figure out, well, I mean. That's when I was first starting to, girly. You witnessed Camp Wanakiki, so um, if anyone has something to apologize for, it's probably me. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> no. So tell us about Love for the Arts, and was that, like, how you and Trinity met? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, at the time, I was working at a salon. Yes, okay. ma'am. I was the at the front desk. Yeah. Hi, girly. What time's your appointment? <laughs> da, 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 da. And loved it because it was fun, you know, to see all the people and getting all the drama. But I was like, girl, what am I doing? Like, I need to be doing something bigger for my drag. And, you know, I have mm. a dream here. I need to start chasing it. So I saw the announcement for Love for the Arts that Trinity was hosting. And I was like, girl, you know what? Let me just audition. So I did, and then ended up, I think they had like a top 20 or 30 or something like that. The memory's kind of fuzzy, but those were the selected ones, and then those people were put up into a voting poll, and then that's who selected the final cast. So when I got into the top 30 or 20 or whatever it was, I was so excited and so happy. I was like, girl, I'm not going to get it. Like, who am I? No one cares. Then they announce it, and I was on the cast, and girl... Y'all couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Birmingham will rally around. Yeah. Yes, we really have an amazing community. Like, 
truly, truly, truly. And that's like what you said earlier about EOI. It's going to be turned this year with the oh, Birmingham yeah. support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up getting on the show and I was really way in over my head at the time because I was still working that job. And I didn't really know what I was getting into, which of course sounds like the worst excuse ever, but it really is the truth. I didn't know. Well, yeah, I mean, like you see these things on like Drag Race or whatever, and and you think that, oh, you're just going to go in and like slay. Right. But then, like, when you actually have to do it, and I think it's nice that you, because that's like a virtual competition, right? So you were able to do that at home and then present your video. Which for me, that was what was most difficult for me. Because now I've gotten a lot more tech savvy and I can, you know, edit a video, put it together because I had to do all those things. But at the time, I had never done anything like that. No experience at all. And it was all what you submitted was what was aired in the show. So it wasn't like edited with what they want it to be. Mm -hmm. Like it was what you give is what you get. Yeah, you can't blame it on the edit. Yeah, exactly. So my first couple weeks were very girl webcam like (laughs) bad bad and i slid on by and then it kept getting more and more intense with the weeks going on and the other girls having such a high caliber of drag from them doing drag for longer but also after the competition i found out some of the girls had like all their friends rallying behind Mm. them helping them make the videos and they have editor friends and this that and other which I know I sound like a poor loser. That's not what I'm trying to say. No, but, you're so right. It's a growing, I mean, like yeah. that's my first two, my first three pageants were digital pageants just because it was during COVID. Right, exactly. So, like that, those skills that you develop with content creation, they definitely help later on with oh, social yeah, yeah, yeah. media. But yeah, I mean, the people I have now, if I had been able to compete, like I would have performed so much better. Exactly. You know? And that's why sometimes make. I'm like, oh girl, they need to do all stars because I want to come back and eat the girls yes. up. Because it's like, I was trying to learn all of that tech stuff while having to produce a new look and new concept and new all sort of stuff throughout a week. It was just... Whereas now you can just have somebody do the tech stuff for you. Exactly. Yeah, and I didn't really have any connections at that time. Like I said, I was just a baby queen, not really knowing what I was doing. And Was this pre-pandemic or during the pandemic? I think it was during... No, it was before. Because I remember we were working at the salon and everyone had to still like wear masks and stuff. But I don't think we were shut down yet. I remember we watched it during the pandemic. Like, yeah, we that was back when there, there was still like a Taylor like house in Birmingham, and right. we would like get together and watch it. Yeah, so I think it was before, but yeah, it was just a huge. I didn't, I really didn't know what I was getting into, and of course, I thought I was better than I was at the time. <laughs> like we all are a victim of it at certain points. Um, I mean, who is not like a drag entertainer that isn't a little delusional? You exactly. know, you have to have that moment. You have to, because exactly. if you don't think you're fierce, who is who going will? to? Why should yeah. anyone? That was me after the roast. I was like, I slayed that. And then I listened <laughs> back to it. And I said, oh, stop it. You did slay the roast. You had my favorite joke of yours was the saliva one with the I just wish everyone could see it. You know? Oh, yeah. Because it was it was like uh, saliva's whole always looks surprised. Like, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone went up. I'm only halfway through the roast right now, so. Oh, keep me. going! It gets better, baby. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and but, anyways, not enough. You, you've listened to the roast probably if you listen to this. Anyways, if yes. you haven't, please go check out the roast. Last episode, it was really fun. Yes. <gasps> What's next? Okay, so next? hold on. Did we? Uh, man, we were just going. I was. I totally got out of my podcaster interviewer mode. Uh, <laughs> so. Honestly, I think that we've covered everything. Is there anything about your drag that we like haven't had a chance to talk about or that you would feel remiss if we didn't get a chance to touch on? Um, 
Not really. I mean, I would just say that I get a lot of people a lot asking me, you know, I want to get started in drag, just don't know what to do, mm. don't know where to start. And I just always say, well, the first step is to just start. It doesn't matter that if you have nothing. True. If you actually like, make a deadline and say, look, this is when I'm going to do this. And if you commit yourself to that heart, body, mind, you will do it. I mean, you might show up looking like a booger, but we all started that way. Right. And you can't expect to start fabulous and you can't expect to get booked everywhere. All of a sudden, I was very lucky that I had a short drag journey to get to where I am now, but that doesn't happen for everybody. And it was just timing for me. And I think that's also something to realize. Like some people do have shorter journeys than others. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And you shouldn't compare yourself to them because everybody's journey is so different. Right. And I certainly would consider myself like still on a journey. I have big dreams that I'm chasing and I'll still be chasing. And people should just do that. If you really care about it and want to do it, do it. And if you don't, don't be mad that you never yeah you never took off because you never even tried i'm honestly in that place right now with stand-up like mm. i really want to get into it especially like with drag specifically and so like we have these events like i've done it twice in my life once when i was eliminated on camp Wanakiki and i got to do it at a hamburger mary's in milwaukee and right. then again at the roast and i've been taking classes and i just need to like throw on a wig and go do a fucking monday night open stage like i've been telling all these other queens to do with like lip syncing yes uh no i it's so true like you won't you'll never build those skills and you'll never never start making those connections to get to those paid gigs if you don't just go do it. So exactly. buy the Party City wig. Yes. And just go. We like Party City. Yes. Listen, that season of Drag Race did Party City dirty. <laughs> you can get some nice little props and rhinestone them, darling. Oh, they sometimes have cute little cowboy hats that light yeah. up. Yeah. If you are a true drag queen, you can make it work, honey. Amen. With anything. Yeah. I can't believe Drag Race flopped party city like that oh that was juicy <laughs> it was juicy <laughs> speaking of which it's time for our favorite segment it's time for our flops of the week squish this is a 60 second uninterrupted rant about anything that the three of us feel deserves to be ranted about and deserves to be flopped in this world so who's ready for their flop of the week fawn you want to kick us off sure all right i am going to start your timer in three, two, one. My flop of the week is those of us who try to pin us as groomers. I'm like, <laughs> have you seen me? I don't even know how to fucking shave properly. <laughs> what, what do you think I'm out here trying to groom children? Your mom's chest hair. If you, I mean, if you were at the roast or listen to that episode, you also know that I do these mi- mixes that are long enough that by the time they're done, your child is 30. Hi, gay. I'm not out here trying to groom children. I can barely stand them. I only do these ch- child-friendly shows because kids do like deserve to see drag. Kill like, the sniper. 25 seconds. I'm not trying to like touch your children i'm not even trying to like say hi to your child i'm just trying to be fucking entertaining and me going out in a duck inflatable duck costume being ridiculous is not me trying to like convert your children to homosexuals i just know that if i was a kid and i saw drag my world would have been a lot brighter than what it is now and that is Fawn's flop of the week. What a beautiful week. ending. She hit it with the pageant answer <laughs> at the end. True. She wrapped it up, honey. I know. That was like the least angry flop of the week, but most passion <gasps> I know. behind one. I love it. And I that is it. why people who accuse us of being groomers are Fawn's flop of the week. Period. 
I think it's my turn. Yes. <gasps> I should be, I should say this is like fully improv. Hopefully those classes have paid off, but I think I'm ready for it. Yes. <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready, Betty. Three, two, one. My flop of the week is when I'm watching a TikTok or a reel and you have a part that is played by your pet. I don't understand why we have to look at your animals, especially as we're going through this flop of the week or as we're going through the sound. I'm just looking at your animal for 60 seconds. It's Your pet dolphin isn't doing shit. It's just sitting there. And I can tell that you're moving your arm around to make it look like an expression. And you know what it really looks like? Stupid. So stop putting (laughs) your pets in these TikTok and Reels sounds. Obviously, you're just a lazy content creator. If all you can do is grab your animal and make them sit, you are forcing them to sit there. And most of the time, if I'm being truthful... They're just scared. Disgusting! (laughs) Exactly. And that is disgusting behavior. I'm going to call PETA on you. Because this animal that you rescued from the Birmingham Humane Society did not rescue for this purpose. It is not living a better life, Karen. You need to stop using these TikToks and Reels to exploit your pet. And that's why people who use TikToks or use their pets for TikTok sounds is my flop of the week. You better read the Karens. Does that not get on your nerves? Like, I want, I want artistry. I don't want to sit there and watch your pet. I feel uh-huh. that, but I love National Geographic. So <laughs> I love like any animal show, and I love animals. But I feel you. Well, me too. But like, it's you know when when it's like obvious. Like this video has gone viral, right? Mm-hmm. And they, this person is clearly just sitting in their bed, and they have a cat on their left side and a cat on their right side, and they're just going back and forth, videoing them, and they know, they get like, like it. they get millions of views. <laughs> Whereas, like, we make, like, costumes. We will go from head to toe, perform a fucking mix, and, like, think about it with all this detail, and then get 100 views. That's the way it goes. That's what we call homophobia. (laughs) It is homophobia. Yes. (laughs) I mean, if people could get behind drag queens like they get behind cats... Exactly. We'd be living fabulously. Support drag like you support the pussy. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Pussy is not a crime. What a nice campaign slogan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It is time for Sam Star's flop of the week. Sam. Oh my God, I'm nervous. Are you ready? Oh, don't be nervous. Okay. I'm just going to be vulnerable with the people. All right. It is time for Sam Star's flop of the week in three, two, one. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and my extinguished panel of judges. I said extinguished. Extinguished. Because <laughs> this pussy's on fire. Anyways, what annoys me is this concept of this quote-unquote gay agenda. Ooh. Because... <laughs> let me tell you this. If anyone out there was going to be forwarded the email or the PowerPoint <laughs> of the gay agenda, I would be on the list. And I have not received any PowerPoints. I haven't got a text message. I haven't got nothing. So there is no gay agenda. So to all the conservative people out there that think we're plotting behind your back, we can't even pick out an outfit to go out to the club. We don't have time to... We don't have time to get together and plot things. Trust me. We're not those people. We don't play sports for a reason. Five seconds. We cannot do game plans. Trust me. We're drag queens. We can barely get a wig on our head. And I thank you. And question and answer, I'm your contestant number blank, Samantha Starlington. All right. And that is why people who think there's a gay agenda is Sam's flop of the week. And the crowd goes mild. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
<laughs> I love flops of the week. It is my, it is literally my favorite moment of the week. Um, okay. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with some news in the world. And we are back, and we have some hot news straight off the presses for you people. In fact, this news is so hot, there's a gap in it. So tell me, I want to know, how do y'all <laughs> feel about Heidi and Closet's new merch with Flesh Jack? Because that also starts with F and ends with CK. I think it's iconic. However, I'm more interested in the Willem. Oh, yeah, Willem has one. And doesn't someone else? There's Manila one? has lube. Manila. Oh, Manila it's lube. The Manila lube's on. That's cute. I support it. I'm for any drag queen out there making their coins. Right. However you get it, girl, get it. Branding. This is yes. <laughs> this is Branding. Just such unhinged behavior to me. But I, I agree. I but love it. But it's like, yeah, you get your coin, girl. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would buy that. Oh, wait, we should describe for our listeners what we're seeing. Oh, it's um a flesh jack for those of you that don't know what that is. If you don't Google it, Google it. Ask just your not mother at work. Um, but it's got. It's one that's shaped like a mouth. It's shaped like Heidi's mouth with her gap and everything. It's even got a little tongue. I normally do not see a flesh jack with a tongue. Yeah, that is that's very interesting branding. I don't know. I I'm not sure how I would feel about that, but I don't know. I kind of like to think that I'm a slut, so I'd be down. It would just they just have to make an extra large. I just one. all of this leads us to say, please visit fleshjack.com/stars yeah. and check out the Heidi and Closet Come Shot new <laughs> toy. And Flesh Jack, run us our money. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you for the sponsorship, Flesh Jack. I just want to know if the teeth are soft or not. I would hope that they're they soft. They have to be, because if not, that the, was a choice. That's a very toothy. There's only one way to find out. What if we do a podcast exclusive where we test it? On each other? I got nervous. <laughs> that was the moment of silence. <laughs> I um, wish the soundboard was up because I would have hit the cricket. <laughs> well, speaking of crickets, Tina Turner died. Oh my God. Um, so sad. Yeah. So were y'all big fans of Tina Turner? Of or, course. How yeah, can you not no. be? I mean, she's like, she is an icon. I, it's not like I listen to her super often, but I, I was sad to hear she passed away. And we ended up tragic. watching the documentary that night oh really was it good it was good i haven't seen it was there anything about her life that surprised you that we could share with our listeners because i have done no research other than that tina turner has died nothing controversial we want her to rest in peace i mean the first i only i think i had to leave before it was over because i needed my sleep (laughs) um but like it wasn't that good But we were. <laughs> what? I was at Mark's and in, I had to go. In her home. honor, I am not I had finishing to be at this work <laughs> at 6 a.m. the next day, okay? Working um, queen. But <laughs> we love. Um, but it talked a lot about like the Ike stuff for the first half of it. Logically, yeah. talking about it for the first half. Um, there's just. She's incredible. Yes. She is. And I was talking to people at karaoke last night. And I was talking about how, yes, she's passed, but she is one of those people that will truly live on forever. forever. Yeah. Like, forever. She's passed that icon status. Yeah, Um, definitely. Well, she has passed away at 83 years old, but we are certainly going to be hearing her music for a very, very long time. Rest in peace, darling. And you left a legacy. You're simply the best. (gasps) Come on. I know. I'm professional. Gorgeous. Um, 
Okay, now let's talk about some anti-LGBTQ plus stuff. That's fun. There's been a lot of let's that this talk week about it. in anticipation for Pride Month. So Target recently announced that they were going to pull some of their Pride Month clothing. Um, this is largely in response to the backlash that they received. Now, I, I think that something that is interesting about their announcement to pull some of their clothing and, and Pride-specific uh, merch gear is that it, they, they said it was more out of um, concern for the safety of their employees. So I don't know. I'm just interested to hear y'all's thoughts. I heard that because the one in Homewood originally had their pride merch at the front, like it has been every year, but they moved it towards the back, which is like between the men's and the women's. Yeah. Um, And allegedly that, which this is all alleged. I did not hear this from an official source, but I heard that it was because people were knocking over displays. And if people are knocking over displays, I can see how that's a safety concern. That's yeah. pathetic. I know that our friends at 1819 News sent someone to um, go to that very same target to like show what they see at the pride section. And of course, they were overreacting. Um, so yeah, I think that the the clothing that, that was taken down was the... Um, it it's was like the tucking... As- the tuck-friendly swimsuit. Oh. Yeah. That- it's not even as like big of a section as it was last year my thoughts are a lot smaller should we not be disgusted as a society that we have to take down uh, merchandise for the safety of the employees fact that is embarrassing like come on now people right and on the one hand i'm like why are we backing down to these people but on the other hand like i don't want things to become unsafe like if we were to receive a threat at a show like we'd probably cancel it you know i I get that um but their statement says since introducing this year's collection we've experienced threats impacting our team members sense of safety and well-being while at work given these volatile circumstances we are making adjustments to our plans including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior and I've seen a lot of uh, short form videos that have gone viral, sparking outrage, but a lot of them have been fake. It's like, right. oh, they're pulling something from this children's section that is like kind of, it has like a rainbow on it or something. And they're saying, look at what they're, they're grooming our children, telling right. them to be gay when really they're, they're like moving merch around. Um, go pop tag somewhere else, please. It's just so out of control. Like I saw a video the other day where a conservative dad went to his child's school and was complaining to the staff and the teachers that they had rainbows in their classroom. I'm like, okay, this is so embarrassing for your life and your soul. Do you not know that children have to learn their colors? Uh Uh-huh. And there's a reason that there's colors on the wall, and it's not us saying, hey, kids, don't you want to be gay? It's, hey, kids, this is red, this This is is blue, this is green, like... It's just crazy. And also, it's those a, Jesus people like think that God sent the rainbow out for Noah, so shouldn't they want the rainbow right. for Jesus reasons? But and as the atheist speaking, um, if your God was that powerful, we could not steal a symbol from him. Um, anyways, Period. so yeah, not not cute. Um, I think these folks really need to move on. Um, and and you know this this goes beyond like just merch uh, and and uh corporate pride things like that like we are uh this week we dealt with some anti-lgbtq plus bills in the alabama legislature 
And from what I understand, there were three that were um, that were voted on in session. Um, and as of right now, and for 2023, those are not going to go into effect. When um, is the next session? It should be in 2024. As long as my political science knowledge that I got a degree from UAB on is Come not on, educated. Me. Hey, if only I didn't drop out of law school. Um, <laughs> so HB 354, don't say gay bill. That one was voted on, but it failed in the House. So it did not go forward. HB 401, which was the drag ban, it was delayed until they ran out of time. So it technically was dead this session, but will be voted on again in 20, or will be voted on for the first time in 2024. And then the same thing is true for HB 405, the What is a Woman Act that defines finds what a woman is and allows people or takes away the ability for people to change their gender marker on official documents. Um, So I think it is good news that it is at least dead and pushed back a little bit longer. But the fact that they're still have the possibility to go into effect ever is a sad news that they were even ever considered. Exactly. Yeah. She got, uh, I hate it. Um, I also wanted to follow up on some news that we talked about last week regarding the LA Dodgers. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. I forgot where I was. I think I might've been on TikTok. I saw I rarely get on TikTok. Tweeter. Um, are you familiar with the situation? I am not. So the LA Dodgers, much like the baseball team in Birmingham, the Barons, they have a pride night every year. It's an annual pride night and they always invite uh, local Uh, LGBTQ plus organizations to come celebrate with them. And they asked the sisters of perpetual, they uninvited the sisters of perpetual indulgence to be a recipient of an award due to backlash from the Catholic church for saying, for saying that this was disrespectful because they dress as nuns. Um, But people educated folks at the LA Dodgers and it seems like they uh, turned over a new leaf. Um, They released a statement saying after much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest conversations with the Los Angeles Dodgers organizations and generous discussions with the sisters of perpetual indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the success. God, the sisters of perpetual indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community and their friends and families. And they asked them to return to their pride night on June 16th. And they're actually going to receive an award um, for being there as well. That's what I thought. Exactly. Y'all should know better than to uninvited drag queen exactly you don't do that we already got costumes being made and we also know people down payments have been sent (laughs) and you're gonna uninvite yeah they were all gonna make looks um that's not gonna work baseball themed none looks right i'm obsessed with that idea actually (laughs) that would be cute but yeah i i I think that this also just goes to show that we like we really cannot back down like we we see that these things are happening and people are we're, we're in a moment target where people are making aggression. Yeah, Target take notes, and I think that as a community we need to speak out and say, Target, that's not cool. Like we we are here and we've been proud supporters of you for a long time. You need to protect us the same way that we have been supporting you. Right. Um, and shout out to the human race. Let's all quit being so crazy, <laughs> and let's yeah. just be chill and nice. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. A What has got to give? Sucking dick and cock. (laughs) And that's exactly why they don't trust us. (laughs) Now, on to some, like, really light news. Are we fans of Padum Padum by Kylie Minogue? I'm so sorry, but... I don't know what you're talking about. Ah! I'm sorry. I've just been listening to Gag Order. Oh week. my God. Okay. We'll work. Yes. I love Kesha. I have not listened to Gag Order yet. I'm a bad oh, I know. I'm so the bad one. I've listened to a whole album and you're upset that I, li- I haven't listened to one song. Thank you all for listening to Flapping and Falling <laughs> Podcast. Okay. The girls are going to fight real quick. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
insert like the cats meowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to find like a cartoon fight scene. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, but um, but um, I I don't know. Have y'all not seen the memes? No. I saw one from Juju B. But that was it. Can you describe it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, it, well, I have examples. I don't know why I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> yes. Um, let's. So what a time to be alive. Is a new song by Kylie Minogue, and um, it went like viral on Twitter because people are just like inserting the word "param" on things. Um, like is this it, one's my favorite, I think. Oh, it's like George Bush, and it says, "A second param has hit the dance floor." I don't get it. Like a second plane has hit the World Trade Center. <gasps> a second put is at the dance floor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't get that. What's the whole Padum thing? So uh, you just listen to the song. Okay. It's such it a earworm. Sense, I guess. You're going to love it. You're going to want to perform it like 100%. Okay. I'm sure. Because I am thinking about doing it tomorrow night. We, um, oh, she's on it. I know. But I it would be u- unusual for me because I like anytime a Kylie Minogue song comes out, I want to perform it. And there's like no concept. I just like want to go do it. And yeah. that's very unusual Not for me. Every single song has to have a concept. You're right. But I agree with that. That's what I do. Who's your go-to artist? Remy Wolf. I'm a huge rim job. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Remy Wolf? I don't. You should check her out. She's like I'm this so cool sorry. like alt indie pop artist. Oh, I'd probably like I that. I love her. Other news this week. Um, <gasps> I was going to ask Petrus, you. Um, announced her album is coming out June 24th. Oh, yeah. And it's got some Cute. of the unreleased problematic songs, like Hit It From The Back. Yeah. Oh, nice. So who's your go-to artist, Kim Petrus? Yeah. Okay. Um, Cute. Wasn't she on Sports Illustrated, too? Yeah. Good for her. Kim is like... I think this album's going to push her into the mainstream yes oh my god i love crossing streams she's always been mainstream for us honestly. i mean yeah she is the stream <laughs> <laughs> all right well that brings us to the end of our episode um where we so do soon our, i know right oh my gosh only an hour and 15 minutes later love it um where we do our fawn of the week so this is all of our chances to shout out someone in the community or to highlight something that uh, is that deserves to get a little bit of praise so what are y'all's fawns of the week Praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Going to church. Um, I I don't mind. Should I go? Sure. Okay. Not my- everyone at all at once. <laughs> <laughs> my phone of the week, it goes to Destiny Clark, who has been working really, really hard to make sure that everyone has been aware of the different bills. And honestly, she's always been very active and aware in the community, um, helping people get testing done for uh, you know std and hiv awareness um making sure that we're aware of these bills that are going on right now and organizing marches and protests so huge fawn to destiny clark she slays retweet that and shout out to everybody who came to the capitol we yes. was out yes. there representing yes um mine is gonna go to uh, amanda williams who is also yes. kind of been one of those that has been up there mm-hmm. making sure things are getting seen also, on a more personal note, she's taken photos for us at our past yeah. two shows, and she's always helping with the DIY drag show production side of things, and does not get enough recognition for as much production stuff that she does for drag, because sure. without her, we wouldn't have some of these glamorous photos of us performing. We love or that. Or the awkward ones of us performing. So true. Those That's who doesn't get favorite. praised enough, is the people behind the drag queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we just get up there and act a fool. <laughs> it's the people behind us that make us look nice and exist forever. Amen. 
Well, thanks everyone for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuellen. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod. And on Twitter at flap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.